Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Empower You Podcast. I am your host today, Michael Abney. Actually, I'm your host every day for these. <laughs> it's just me. And I'm here talking about living life just a little bit more consciously, shedding light on that, and talking to people all around the world that have their life going on, they're expressing it, but they're doing it from a level of awareness that's just... Uh, the leading edge and I, it's for me it's the most exciting thing in the world it's the thing that lights me up and i'm so excited to invite my guest in today sarah vittori from massachusetts uh, the town was called Belchertown, massachusetts is that near is that near boston that's the only reference that i have for, for massachusetts it's, it's west of boston so it's it considered western mass so out by where umass amherst is and amherst college and smith college so we're in a big college area here awesome well, thank you so much for joining me um, today. So I love your topic that you're talking about. I was right before the podcast, I was talking about how that, that reminded me of the synomic breath work, but yours is somatic, which is the body. So I want to dive into that, figure out like how you shifted from being a guidance counselor, I guess at a high school, right? Yeah. To what you're doing now. So share a little bit about your, your journey from A to B and we'll just kind of take off. I want to dive in and know more about this. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a good starting place is just growing up. I was always, you know, that type A, you know, always following the right way to do things. And so I, in my the family- rule follower. Rule follower. So in my family, you, you go to college and that's sort of what you do. And my uh -huh. senior year in college, I um, got pregnant, which is not what you do. <laughs> I got pregnant. Okay, yes. A little sidetrack, yes. <laughs> and so um, so I had a son pretty, pretty early in life. And while I was being a single mom, decided to go to school to become a guidance counselor because I always liked helping people. I was always sort of the go-to person that my friends would come to for advice. And it felt like a good fit at the time. So mm -hmm. I went to night school and I was doing the single mom thing with my son and stepped into a job as a guidance counselor and said, oh no, <laughs> no one trained me how to work in a system um, and really didn't like it. It was very overloading. Okay. There, I, I was very good at it. And because I was always sort of following the right way to do things, I could put a smile on and play the role and engage. But I started to burn out pretty quick and over time and over the years of sort of just never stopping and always doing and following sort of like what my have to's were. And at yeah. that point, I was a mom as well. So lots of have to's in motherhood. I, I started to have a lot of autoimmune illness expression. And so my body started okay. to really, really break down and... I decided to start to train with my father, who was a peak performance consultant while I was working at the school as a way to get out. So I was at the, at the school being a guidance counselor and seeing a clearer pathway of out when I realized that I didn't want to be there. So I stayed for five years and simultaneously mentored with my father who does sports performance work and works with athletes who have blocks or fears. And during that time went through a training where I studied the body, somatics. It's called somatic experiencing and it's looking at our nervous system and our body as wiring as mammals and how that really impacts and comes into play with how we show up in the world and our patterns. And through doing that training, 
I realized how shut down I had been. I realized how um, really stuck in like just autopilot I was. So there can be a shutdown where we're depressed and we don't do anything, but there's also a shutdown where we're just caught on a hamster wheel and we don't stop. And so my body was giving me the messages to stop. And so after about five years, I took a medical leave to start to take care of some of the ways my body was breaking down. And at that point started my business that I do now where I'm working with athletes who have blocks or fears. And I'm also working a lot in this other way with entrepreneurs and busy humans and people who are living full lives who want to feel more ease in their body, who might have done a lot of work on you know mindset and know they want to show up in a certain way but might still be navigating fear or might be getting sick or might be having breakdowns in their body and so i sort of help people bridge that gap and bring the body back online so that they can feel better and find that alignment so that what they're wanting to happen is matching up within their physical body and expression yeah okay so what was it? What was the autoimmune stuff that you had? I had lots of different things. So I was diagnosed with a rare disease in my left wrist called Kindbox disease. I was diagnosed with a connective tissue specialist with undifferentiated connective tissue disease. Basically, that means they don't know. So let's throw you in this category. We're going to give you a name that you can't pronounce, and this is what it is, right? Isn't, isn't it amazing? But yeah. like. What you're really talking about is a really, um, well, it could be a powder keg, I guess, actually. Um, you know, like we don't realize our connected, like how our, our, how we're integrated with our bodies and yeah. how it stores like our emotions and stuff. Absolutely. And, and if we don't deal with it, because I, I've been down that highway too with lupus and some other yes. things. But it's like when it, I was in a situation very much like you, where I was like, I was not happy with what I was doing every day because I knew I should be doing this yes. and not doing the thing to get money. You know, right. like it's that transition that I think a lot of folks are in right now because we're feeling that pull to be something like, you know, why we came here. We didn't come here yes. to be on a, a rat wheel. We came right. here to like express our creativity and be a gift to the world. Yes. But like, there's a huge transitional space where there's a lot of components that are all happening at the exact same time that we got to like become aware of. Right. Exactly. So like when I was, when I was a kid, when I was a young kid, my very first thing that I, I, my very first place I did, um, some people, friends of mine gave me books and all kinds of stuff, you know, help you move in your first place. And there was books that were given to me. You know, I'm 21. I'm not really going to be reading those things. But anyway, <laughs> one book fell out and hit me in the head that like flashed in my mind when you were talking. It was Louise L. Hay, How You Can Heal Your Life, about how the body's connected to emotions. So that book literally fell off the shelf and hit me in the head while I was unpacking day one. I'm not kidding here. I believe you. I literally read that book from cover to cover. It was yeah. like 9 o'clock at night. I finished at 10 o'clock. I could not put it down. Yes. It was the most fascinating, no one had ever, that was the, like my huge light bulb moment that where all of this was connected. Yeah. So I really relate to what you're sharing here about this. And I know you've got so much more information, which I want you to dive into <laughs> about like the types of, of like, what is it like, how are you helping 
people connect that wiring. Like for me, I had that aha when I was, you know, younger. Ironically, yes. I, I did meet her in real life, like, you know, ex, uh, 2010 is actually when I met her. And so like that, you know, that full circle moment. And now then right after that dealing with lupus and yeah. like all of the stuff where you're like, it's halfway, you want to go to the doctors for the relief, but at the same time, I'm completely aware they have no freaking clue what it is going on anyway. Right. 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 So it's this weird, this weird space that human beings are in right now. Absolutely. But... And we look for authority to tell us sort of like what's wrong and mm -hmm. what to do and how to fix it. And what happened for me, and I'm sure similar for you on your journey or anyone listening who's dealing with medical issues is that nothing's connected. So my wrist isn't connected to my back, which isn't connected to the connective tissue, which isn't connected to the, you know, the um, intimacy, like kind of stuff that I was having going on, like, and of course, everything's connected. And so everything's connected. How do we kind of put that aside and become our own authority in, okay, what resonates from this? How do I take the pieces that really work for me? And know and trust and believe that my body is this amazing organic intelligence that has this incredible capability to self-heal and how do we kind of bring that in and online so that yes yes okay I, i'm i'm here with you a hundred percent i'm here with you a hundred percent because i've had some experiences where i've been able to heal but i've used like food and uh intermittent fasting you know like yeah. I learned a couple of years ago that when you stop eating, your body just heals itself like <laughs> by magic. Like when it's not doing, trying to get rid of all the poisons that we put into it, it heals itself. Yeah. But like, I never gave it any space. I never knew yeah. to give it any space. So like, what's your take on that? Yeah. So I think in general, my business is called Soma Synthesis Studios and I'm creating spaces for healing, integration and expansion. So particularly for those of us. So I homeschool, I have two kids, I'm running my own business. And so space is essential and has been essential in my journey and prioritizing and protecting and creating for myself so that I can be in any kind of healing process. And I think mm -hmm. that there's so many different modalities available in so many different ways to ways in right there are all of these ways in. Yes. so yes. for me it's about finding the ways that work for my unique system and and using that as sort of the gateway and entry point in so with clients who come and see me my lens in with folks is the nervous system so our nervous system has self-protective responses that are automatic that come online when there's danger. And when we're not able to express that, like for example, a very concrete example is if you're in a car accident and you're literally trapped, you can't, like if you get into a car accident, your body gets stuck, you can't complete the protective response. You can't run away. <laughs> you can't fight the car accident, you're trapped. And so the body stores those kinds of experiences from really big experiences like a car accident to tiny, tiny examples of, you know, my mom, you know, never let me wear pink because she didn't want me to be too girly. Right. And like we we stack these experiences. And if we don't give them space to express then they get stuck and trapped. And so in my work with folks, whether you're in person work with me and I have hands on your body or we're over, you know, sort of a, a Zoom scenario, virtual scenario, we're learning how to listen to your nervous system. The nervous system communicates in a really clear way and we can learn 
how to track our nervous system, how to follow the expression so that we can complete responses that might have been thwarted or shoved or stuck given the environments that we grew up, given the ancestral patterning we're carrying, given whatever yes. our trauma we have, you know, big T or little T, right? Or just experiences. It's giving the body space and time to express. And sometimes we need at the beginning, we need a second coherent system. We need a system that's clear. We need a system that can drop in and is grounded because our bodies were made of energy. And so we're constantly projecting that out and we're in an exchange all the time. And so in, in my work, it's, I'm co-regulating with my clients. My clients are coming in and, and they're able to start to feel into my nervous system and help their own nervous system come back into what I would call regulation, which means I can get angry and I can release it. I can get anxious and I can come out of that. I'm not getting stuck in any particular way. <laughs> Whereas my Italian husband, you know, we get cut off when we're driving in the car and he's just, you know, angry. I Right. I do that. Yeah. Yes. High blood pressure. Right. And uh -huh. that that's causing its own issues. So it's all about for me, going back to your question, creating the space and learning the natural rhythms of the body and our energy system so that we can facilitate that like process, that healing process that our body has the ability to be in and next levels of that would be working with the quantum field, working with the energies around us as support, calling in guides or teachers or ancestors that we might be able to be with and help facilitate. But fundamentally, for those of you who might not be in those other areas, fundamentally, our body is designed in a certain way and we can learn how it works so that we can assist it in the completion and expression of anything that's stuck. Got it. So that said, like for me, that is in the world of awareness, right? Like you have to be able to hold a frequency of awareness to yes. know how to activate these things, right? So yes. is that something that you do like yeah. you know, in the nervous system when we're in fear, we don't have access to any of that stuff? Correct. And so we start with building awareness around yes. what our mind is doing building awareness around what our nervous system, how our nervous system shows up, how it's designed to show up, but then what is my body actually doing? And a lot wow. of times we're not aware of that until it's too late, be, be, you know, until we've already yelled at our partner or we're already in a trigger or we're already in a deep spiral of like self-deprecation. And so what we're doing with, with my clients, what people are learning is how do I catch this earlier? What are sort of the early signs that my nervous system is actually presenting? Because the body whispers and it whispers for a really long time before it gets loud and knocks us in the head, literally. <laughs> yeah, so we, I've been knocked to my knees a couple of times, not gonna lie. Because uh, <laughs> we're so, it's like so hard to see our own crap, you know, even though I've worked. I work with a lot of people and, you know, for me, my work is a lot at the level of belief, you know, like helping um, people understand that they can create beliefs any, any way. It's just a thought. So yeah. like that, um, that process, but I love what you're doing with the body because it is a part of how, you know, like if, when I started to wake up, 
like back in the early 2000s. And like, I remember it was, it was extremely hard for me to be around other folks. Yeah. Um, just because I picked up on so much uh, of what was going on. Yeah. And um, like, it took me a really long time to understand how to uh, talk about this without being fearful. You know, yeah. like you just blurted out, you know, the guides and all that stuff, which I'm a, I'm a channel, but like, it's not a conversation that you just go, oh, hi, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, God, I hate when people ask me that. So, <laughs> oh, I talk to dead people. Yes, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Teresa. Um, yeah. I, yeah. even though I have that ability, I don't, I do not, I right. do not invite that because that's, I know that's not my space, but I just love the idea that there are people in the world that we're talking about this openly and freely now and that this is an okay thing because you're given like, you know, uh, vibes that would not translate those two words right so like who you're you're giving that validity is what i'm hearing like yes. does yes. that make sense like it does. you don't occur like a woo-woo person to me sure and you should check out my stack of 20 uh oracle decks that i've got right here on the left and all my crystals on the right so while you're saying that those of you who do know me and that's sort of where i think my gifts come in because yeah. i frame a lot of this through the science lens i can be in a yeah. conversation and really give you know the psychological and scientific validity to yeah. like, why the things we're talking about are true and right it's also i've healed my system through connecting with the quantum yeah. field and through you know through my channeling and working with my guides and i think what you're saying around the fear stuff as we step into some of these gifts or step into sort of our purposes are really big it's a big piece because it generates real biological fear in the physiology when we're in our own alignment and when we're in our truth in a visible way because of the patterns we hold from our ancestors. And so for me, I, you know, I'm a Jewish, a Jewish person. All of my ancestry are Ashkenazi Jews coming from Poland and Russia and Lithuania. And so literally our survival was dependent on hiding. And so I've had to, you know, like historically, so for me to be visible and to talk about this stuff, to talk about any of it and be in the world generates real fear in my body. So I've had to learn how to work with that, how to clear that. And that's why people who come and see me say a lot, like I've done so much work. I know that I'm fine. I know that I want to be doing this in the world, but my body keeps like freaking out before I am speaking in front of a big group of people or like I throw up before I go on stage or I'm really fine until after the workshop and then I'm sick for a week, right? And so how do we help our bodies line up now given the state and time that we're living in now line up so that we can be in our gifts. Our ancestors didn't work as hard as they did so that we cower in fear right now. They did what they did so that we can be showing Boom. up. Yeah. 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 In our yeah. in our truth and our in our bigness. Let's if you don't care, what yeah. would be something that somebody that I I know we can you can take us down a, a huge rabbit hole. Not a rabbit hole, but like on a journey um on this subject but like what's the first thing like somebody that's listening to this that they can do today that this might be like wow i'm really resonating with this because actually i'm resonating with this but i'm like what is one thing that i can just like do today that would open the door yeah to understanding our connection to 
that alignment, you know, because it's not just, you know, it's with our bodies. It's also with our environment. Like it yes. all has to match yes. and what you're saying about like the lineage of being Jewish and that. <laughs> yes, I, I'm a gay male in the world this time around. Yeah. And so I'm like, I totally get that like hiding thing. And, yes. you know, like I'm in the process of like really niching down and, and getting really, really clear about who it is that I want to work with. And that that came up recently about how that was just like, I never connected that that was who I was going to be working with was like gay solo entrepreneurs that want to do big shit in the world. And like, but the, the aha was like, we, we grew up in a world of survival and then gay people, especially gay men. I mean, I yeah. everywhere, but like for me, I just have my experience. We have to master survival at a really, really young age yes. and we've become really, really good at it. Yes. And it serves us to a point. It's right. like our winning formula, like how I would do anything in the world. I was like, just had to get somebody to tell me that I couldn't do it. And if they did that check, it was done. Like without like, it just happened. Right. But at the end I had to call, like, I was doing mental gymnastics to get unconsciously to get people to do that. And it became started to backfire on me. And I knew it was breaking down. It didn't work. Yeah. And like, now I don't have to do that, but like at the same time, we're shifting out of survival on a, as a planet and like thriving is only where to go, you know, but the, it requires like these, the things are gifts cannot use survival to manifest that it, blo it blows them up. So do you deal with that too? Like wh what's your take on uh, your, your take on that, like your perspective on that aspect when you're working with people shifting from, you know, we've got wiring that got us here, yes. but it's not going to get us there. Right. Exactly. exactly. So yeah, I think this is a crux of what you're talking about. Cause that's like, I got sick. That sickness led me to being healthy because I was yeah. not a healthy person prior to being sick. Right. And now I am a healthy person. Yes. Yeah. I don't have any of that shit anymore. So yeah. it's like, but it doesn't mean that st stuff doesn't still happen to the body. You know, I get a thing here or, yeah. you know, you have right. teeth or whatever, right? There's still stuff that's happening, but I know that that's a root of something that's going on bigger picture. Also energetically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so what I really work on with clients is because we are so stuck in our heads and we're trained, particularly if, you know, listeners are from the U S like we're, praised for our thinking it's the only thing that's focused on in school like you know memorizing facts and all of those mm -hmm. things so starting to bring the body online and know and and recognizing and learning when you are most centered when you are most yourself what does that feel like our own essence feels a very particular way when we are connected and in alignment to that and for a lot of us who grew up who are more um, spiritually open or channel or empathetic. We are soaking up and taking in everybody else around us so that we can like make sure that we're okay in our environments. And so then it's very hard to discern and separate out. Okay. Like what is mine? What do I actually believe? What do I actually think? What do I actually feel separate from expectations of parents, partner, friends, society, et cetera. And so yeah. what what we're starting with is 
you know, learning what my own essence even feels like. And that is a body expression. When my nervous system is working well, when I am in um, real coherence with my activation and deactivation cycles in my body, I have lots of energy that I can harness in that life force. And then I can rest really deeply and repair and restore. And it's learning about what that feels like. And like you're saying, building awareness so I know that if I don't feel that way, there's a gap. And how do we bridge that gap? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, what would you say? You, you had your business for seven years, right? This is my seventh. Yeah. Seventh, seventh year. Yeah. What are some of your, what are your, cause I, um, I'm seven, I'm about nine years into my real estate, but two of that doesn't count because of the pandemic. <laughs> cause yeah. it kind of, um, cause when I got sick, I reinvent, I became a real estate broker and I really, really loved it. And it was, uh, it taught me so much about money and reading contracts and that type of stuff. I never paid any attention to that stuff. It gave me so many life skills. I love what it did and, and helped me connect and, Gave me confidence actually. Yeah. Um, but now like this switching over to like coaching people all of the time. Yeah. Ah, that's like a whole different like animal, but at the same time, that's the that's where I feel my most comfortable. When mm -hmm. I'm having conversations like this, yes. or when I'm using my gift, mm -hmm. like the rest of the stuff, like trying to figure out how to market that, how to sell that, how to have all the structures around that. That's if I'm not learning. It's not exciting. If I feel like I have to do something, nah, nah, no. Right. But if I keep the context of, okay, I'm learning something, this is temporary. And um, I think learning is crucial to our well being um, to keep us evolving. So I love that. But at some point, it does like really at the end of the day, like this is all I love to do. It's just yes. like have these conversations and help people release. Yes. The, the survival wiring and show them how to create whatever wiring they want to create mm -hmm. so that they can manifest what it is that they came here to do. Yes. Love right. That. So like, that is my whole thing in life. That's what gives me that balance. Plus I'm a leader. Mm. So it's like, I have to have, I have to have that. But if, when I'm turned like that full on, on, there is the opposite of that, that like, you know, after six, seven o'clock, everything goes off and I have to be still just like I am yeah. in the morning with meditation. Like it yeah. just, I don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> like, I don't know what this space is, but it's just like, you know, I'll find a YouTube video that's got some nice quietness and like, does that make sense? It makes so much sense. Cause what, because when we're in expansion energy or we're on, right. We're turned on. You sounds like you, like when you're meeting with clients or you're having these, podcast conversations you're on like you're lit mm -hmm. up you're on yeah. that's activation energy that's healthy activation energy and so we always in that expansion there's a contraction and so it mm -hmm. sounds like you build in naturally for yourself these contraction spaces where at the end of the day you get to decompress you get to turn off the senses that have been turned on all day you get to shut those down and be in the recharge you're creating the space to be in the recharge the problem becomes when we're not creating those spaces. So someone who does that and then move, like what I used to do is I get home from work and then I'm moving into cooking dinner and I'm moving into doing nine loads of laundry. And then it's one o'clock in the morning and I was working on letters of recommendation and then I'm sleeping and I get up and do it again. And then 
I'm not creating those spaces. Right. Yeah. And so the spaces to decompress, to, to come down, to unwire, like unwind are essential. But what, what happens in our, in our culture, because we're all so used to going and doing and churning, being in the churn and not stopping right internally, our bodies, a lot of us really struggle with uh, like resting and like actual recovery rest, right? We turn on TV, we're scrolling, we're listening to yeah, news. Yeah, that's not that. It's I've not had to stop that. all of that. I can't stand I, it yeah, anymore. Yeah. I cannot stand it anymore. I haven't posted in like a month. It's been the best thing I've ever done. I realize it doesn't freaking work anyway, but I, I'm grateful for the time that I learned how to write. I am grateful yes. for that. Yes. But like, as far as like connecting, yeah, uh -uh, it doesn't it's, really work. It's too much. And so it's finding this, you know, the other part of what I'm doing with folks is helping them learn how to like actually let their bodies start to rest and come out of the, of the heightened expression, right? The, the stress response that we're in a lot of the time. Yeah. And I, you, you know, a lot of people use meditation or breathing techniques, which are great. I use a modality called the melt method. It's I'm a level two instructor and it uses these little rubber balls. And I don't have mm -hmm. one with me, but these really big soft foam rollers that work to hydrate your connective tissue system, which is the 3D fluid matrix that houses all of our muscles and bones. And so when you use the treatments, you do hand treatments or foot treatments or get on the roller, it is releasing the stuck stress, the dehydrated tissue that happens in the tissues, it releases it. And so for people who have trouble meditating or have trouble sitting still or have trouble falling asleep, this is a great modality where you actually get to do something and then it helps bring your nervous system down into that nice parasympathetic response, which is the opposite of the expression, right? We need that parasympathetic response in the nervous system to rest, to digest our food, to sleep really deeply, to heal. Um, and so it's finding the things in your life that work to help your body be in that down so that we have the contrast for expression and energy and bigness and fullness. And then I also can contract and go inward and slow down and have calmness and quietness and restoration. Do you use the, um, like the rhythm of the day? Like, so I get up really kind of early. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just on vacation last week. So it was like, I literally, you know, it's, I'm having to retrain myself to get back to the, 5 a.m. thing and I love it when I'm there but like it was fine when I wasn't but like my focus is so much better in the morning so if mm -hmm. I focus on like whatever my main thing I'm working on at, at, in an, any given day that's the thing I focus on first then it's like the callbacks and the blah 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 you know it's like less and less so when I get in the afternoon that's why I do my podcast in the afternoon so I'm like I'm done with all of that and then yeah. after this I can do some reading or meditating or not meditating, but reading or, you know, it's basically reading, um, that it's like, or an audio podcast. Sometimes I'll yeah. do that as well with a walk that just Perfect. sort of like gets me back down into that space. Yeah. So like five, six o'clock, I am, you know, preparing something that's hopefully healthy and <laughs> easy that makes me like on into the rest so that at night I'm not 
I'm such, I'm with you 100%. I'll get distracted and I'll just go because I can think I can get more stuff done. But I'm sitting there at 10, 11 o'clock at night and it takes me three to four hours for my mind to shut off. And so like I can't, I learned a long time ago, I can't do yeah. that. So do you use that as well, like in your practice, as far as like helping people like utilizing the natural rhythm of our day? Yeah. And I think too, it's learning within our own cycle, right? It's, or within the bigger cycle, it's finding our unique cycle within that cycle. So for some people it's afternoon where they find themselves most productive and they might do, okay. you know, have that morning time, you know, to do other pieces. And then in the afternoon, that's when they focus on their, you know, the big important piece. So it's learning yeah. for yourself and building the awareness around, Ooh, like, where do I thrive? Where do I get the most energy? What time is that? So for me, because I'm still like on a bleeding cycle, like I have natural built in days of the female body that bleeds where I rest those days when I'm scheduled to have my period, I block off and that's my built in rest. And I'm like really making sure I'm not seeing a lot of clients. And so finding like, I have my, my monthly rhythms, I have my weekly rhythms that I'm in and then day to day, I'm sort of connected with my body and assessing for myself, you know, what makes the most sense given my homeschool schedule, given my work schedule. And so for every person, it's learning what is your cycle? Like, what is the rhythm that works best for you within sort of the larger cycles that we're holding? And then we have seasonal cycles and the moon cycles and all of these different all kinds of cycles, right? And yeah. so it's, yeah, finding and syncing to your own unique cycle within these larger cycles that we're kind of dancing with. I love it. And then there's the food, you know, like, cause I only eat in these certain windows and yes, all of it's like, it's, it's inside and out and it's all yes. got to mash and there's like all sorts of ways to, but that's, those are the pieces. Like that's yes. the canvas that we're working on to create the most empowering experience that we can like have in life is, yeah. is playing with that and finding out what works, what doesn't work so that when we're moving down the road, cause it doesn't stay that way. And, uh, we know what pieces to adjust as we move forward because we're connected. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And listening to those whispers as things shift and change when other little flags come out, you know, I found myself the first two years of my business, I fell right back into my same overworking pattern. I, people were seeing my worth. They were inviting me to do things. I said yes to everything. And there I was, I burnt myself out again. And so it was like, I then I spent the second two years letting go of all the things that I had said yes to. So it's very funny how our bodies kind of like when they're familiar cycles, we like kind of like find ourselves back in there. And so it's learning to notice those subtle shifts so that we then can make you know, the changes or the choices that allow us to be serving ourselves at that highest frequency and level. I love it. Um, one more thing before we go, I know sure. this could be a big subject too, but like, I want I know a lot of people like us that are, well, anybody that's starting something new that they're being called to do, it's like a yes. knowing, you know, you're supposed to do it, but like, there's this part of us and that feels like an imposter. That yes. uh, energy yeah. of like, who am I to be doing this? You know, I did this, you know, I grew up in the country. Like, who is this country kid? Like trying to do all of this stuff in the world, you know, like I, I, and I'm still, I mean, still honestly in process of it. I still feel sure. it sometimes yeah. I offer, I 
plow right through it. <laughs> but it's like, what's your take on well, your viewpoint on that? Like, how is that impact your clients or yeah, because it yeah. could be a huge stop. Like what's what's underneath that for you? Absolutely. So for, for me, imposter syndrome, right, is that's a part of ourselves that has developed over time in some way. So we all have parts of ourselves, right? Usually we have sort of like an inner critic and an inner child and they, they battle it out. And so imposter syndrome to me is sort of an aspect of that where we have this part that's sort of trying to protect us. That part that's in fear and sort of saying, you know, you're not good enough and don't be so big and all of that. It's, although it's not kind things that it might be saying to us, it's actually trying to protect us. It's saying, don't get too big, it's dangerous. You know, past, mm -hmm. life, past lifetimes or in your childhood or when this happened or for you other gay men got hurt, got, you know, killed, got this, got that. And so the body is sort of like, and the mind, because it's all connected, are like, wait, 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 <laughs> don't, don't mess up, right? Off with your head. Yes. Off yes. With your head. So it's it's learning how to recognize when that part part comes up. And for me, there's also with our parts, there's a nervous system expression. So like when I'm in my critic, my nervous system also feels a certain way. When my imposter syndrome comes out, my body, my nervous system feels a certain way. So it's a learning about again, what does it feel like when I'm aligned in my truth and I know? Because for many of us who are battling imposter syndrome, there's still a knowing in there somewhere. You know that you're meant for something more. You know yeah. what it feels like when you're in alignment. You know your bigger mission and purpose. And so like rooting in that expression is your truth and learning like the embodiment imprint when you are most centered and channeled and with clients and connected and feeling that way, what does that feel like? And so when imposter syndrome comes up, we can work with nervous system tools to release the fear, to recognize that it's not present day, to be navigating that and clearing that, and then activating, calling in, being in that alignment and frequency of what your most confident self feels like, or what your alignment feels like, or your center, yeah. however you want to look at that. Yeah. But, okay. but it's a huge, it's a huge thing that comes up all the, I mean, all the time. Every, all the time. All the of time. All That's why I really, yeah. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk about it just a little bit. Thank you for your insight on that. Cause it's like, it is connected to our wiring that's inside of us that it actually makes it feel, it makes it feel more real, even though it's just a response, you know, yeah. like you tap on the gas and you go forward, you put on the brakes and it stops, but it's like, we forget that. And it just feels like it's hard to process all the information that's coming at us through us all the time from outside sources, let alone the one that we need to be connected to the most, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and we get so hooked in believing the thoughts that we have, right? Yes. And like when our thoughts are not true, it's just brainwave activity and no one teaches us this. And then we have one thought and then we're making up this big story that's been centered around that one thought and it's not even true. And so for a lot of well, times when I'm doing- we make them true. Right, so we make it true, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Right? But the starting point with imposter syndrome is like when we have those negative thoughts, can't like that initial question is, is that true? Is that really yeah. true? Right? Like what is that a fact? Right? Because 99% yeah. of the time it's not. It's, it's not. based on a fear or a worry or a comment somebody else has made that we're then internalizing and thinking is true. 
So that's really the starting point is like, how do we start to separate out? We are not our thoughts. We have thoughts, but we are not them. And so we're going to need to disidentify from that imposter syndrome part, right? So we can put mm -hmm. her, him, they over here and be in sort of what you know to be actually true when we get to your core belief. Yeah. Yeah. Most of our thoughts are not even ours. They're like people right. picking them up from other people and we don't even know. Yeah, it, you know? absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That's oh, why it's so important to be really conscious about who you surround yourself with. Like exactly. it's so yeah. incredibly important. And if it's somebody that doesn't feel right, it doesn't mean that it's a bad, you know, I used to have so much guilt about, oh, I can't be around that person or I got to be around that, you know, like, right. Yeah, no, 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 we don't. Actually, right. we don't. They're going to be well, just fine and you're going to be just fine. And that space helps create the level of discernment that you have to have yes. to be in the world, actually. Exactly. And I think who we're spending time with is essential. And then also what we're listening and watching to think. Yes. Let's not tell you. Yes. Yes. What the yes. amount of clients that come through that are like, I'm really depressed. And, you know, and we're, we're like kind of ironing it out and, and looking at like, and they're in the middle of watching the most depressing, binge watching the most depressing Netflix show that is like 12, you know, 12 seasons. It's like, you have to stop watching that. Like, this is where it's coming from. What we see, what we're taking in auditorily, our body interprets as if it's happening to us or it's a, or a part of us. It's why we can be emotionally connected to TV shows and characters or the news and the things that are going on. That's like a TV show now too. Like it's produced. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's not sure. like, it's just, it's, it's literally designed to keep you, uh, you know, like that. So it's like, Right. Yeah. Right. And so we have yeah. to work extra hard, right? Like to protect our spaces, to protect our, our mental health and our body's health and our emotional health and well-being with what we're listening to, what we're watching, who we're spending time with. Yeah. Well, it's been such a pleasure to, I could literally keep going forever. <laughs> I try to keep these around like 40, 30 minutes or 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. So like, I think this is a really great place to land the plane today. So if somebody wants to know more information, I will put your information in the description box below wherever this travels. And so people can get a hold of you and uh, find out more about how you can help them. And um, I so appreciate you being here today. Is there anything like a takeaway or something that you just want to kind of share to be complete with this podcast? Last thing that I'll just add is that change is possible. I think sometimes we think we're really stuck one way or I always think this way or I'm always going to feel this way and it can keep us just really stuck further in not changing. And, you know, I'm an example of someone who's completely rewired her nervous system and brain and body to be able to show up and be in my service in the world in a really big way. And that, I mean, I am two different, I'm literally two different people than I was for the first 30 years of my life. I mean, people yeah. that find me now, it's, it's, you know, it can't even believe it. I'm just so different. So we have this amazing organic intelligence of our body, of our energy, of the, of the field that we're living in the quantum nature of, of the, of the cosmos. And so, yeah, change is possible and really being able to rewire and repattern is the way that we can can really find that that truth and that expression. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. You guys listening today, I know you got value out of this because if you've listened to this all the way through, you're connected to 
understanding that there's more going on than what we're thinking, how it's connected to our bodies and related to our spaces around us. And the more information you have, if you want to know something, just call it in. Just ask the universe to bring it in, bring you the right people, the right information at the right time. And I swear, it will totally do it. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> exactly. But for now, we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you.